Hey everybody and welcome to the Darkcast. I'm your host Jonathan and this is DCI number 95. In this episode, I had the pleasure of talking to Nick Robolik, who is the sole developer on Sombrero, which is a, a 2D local multiplayer fighting game in the vein of something like Super Smash Brothers. So, uh, if you want to find out more about the game, then head on over to darkstation.com. There you can find links in the show notes to this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at darkstation underscore com, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and send us an email at podcast at darkstation.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Now on with the show. tonight how are you doing uh i'm doing pretty good just uh working on the game and uh chatting chatting with you awesome very good very good how are you doing i'm doing all right uh (laughs) i i am tired both from uh from watching lots and lots of e3 stuff and uh playing batman uh, that can go late into the wee hours of the night. So that's, yes, that's... you're you're referring to the to the to the new Batman. I'm guessing. Yes. Yes. Uh, are you playing that on a on a console? I'm playing it on a PC. Ah, I thought there was these mysterious uh, issues. On there, the there are mysterious issues that I haven't really <laughs> run into, uh, which oh, is weird, okay. Okay. because um, I I have an AMD rig, which is supposed uh-huh. to be like getting the worst uh, of the brunt of all this and it's like it's about a generation behind well actually i guess now with the uh, the new 300 series that they just announced like last week mm-hmm. it's, it's now like two generations behind um so it it's not like top of the top of the line like it's a solid computer but it's not like yeah i, I spent about 1200 dollars building a computer you know in total where there are people that spend like 1200 dollars on a graphics card so um, so it's not, yes, those, it's not crazy. Those people are, those people are, are crazy. Who <laughs> <laughs> spend that much on a, on a video card. Indeed. Uh, um, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, I, I haven't really had any problems. I, I did run into some frame rate issues uh, about three hours into the game uh, when I was driving out of a factory and literally everything was exploding. Uh, and so there's like particle effects everywhere. And the the frame rate started to chug, getting into like the teens, and I was like, okay, but this makes sense because I'm literally driving a hundred miles an hour through just all explosions. Right. So I yeah. can understand. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand. Yeah, this. exactly. That that sounds a little that sounds a little heavy uh, for for a lot of video cards. Yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 So um. So yeah, so it, it hadn't been too bad, and I, I really like just uh, gliding around because in, in any game that's got a good traversal system, you know, a Spider-Man game, Just Cause, Far Cry, sometimes just kind of peacefully gliding around is one of the most fun things you can do. Yeah, yeah, I've played. Um, well, not gliding around, but just sort of just sort of walking around. I after the 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 uh, the E3 announcement for for Fallout Four, I went back. And because um, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Fallout fan since since the first one, so that was that was really exciting to me. And uh, uh, so I went back and reinstalled New Vegas because mm-hmm. I got in some kind of 
stupid Twitter debate about whether Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas was better. And, uh, and I, I kept saying Fallout 3, which apparently is not the most popular opinion. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like, but you can do so much more in, you know, New Vegas. I'm like, yeah, but none of it's fun. <laughs> you know, it's sort of, it's, uh, you know, so, so I had to go back. So I, I reinstalled New Vegas and I, I threw on some of the, uh, the fancy pants, uh, you know, mods for it to, oh, to, yeah, make, yeah. to make it look super sexy and modern. And I uh, started playing it, and um, uh, I'm not far enough into it to have a firm opinion yet, but I'm still feeling like I like Fallout 3 better. Mm. I, think, I think I like the tone of it, of it better. I gotcha. Um, yeah, that's, which, I, which, yeah, I actually picked up uh, New Vegas, um, not that, I guess actually probably was a while ago now, uh, but I picked it up because I was, I was wondering, I was asking people, I was like, okay, which, which should I get? And pretty much the, the unanimous opinion was that Fallout 3 is technically the better game, but New Vegas is the more Fallouty of the two. If, if uh, I would, it, it's the more. I would agree with that. Actually, it's it's the uh, it's the more old school Fallouty. It has that sort of tongue and cheekness to it. Yeah. So um, I went with that and played yeah. it for for maybe an hour, and I was like, I don't like this, and I uninstalled it. Yeah. Well, I think it's. Uh, I, I do think it's worth playing through because it does have some some really good moments along the uh, the main storyline. Some of the side missions I think get a little hokey for me, and that's why I liked why I liked three better. I like mm. the um, my, my sense of humor tends to be a bit drier. So so when you walk into a town and, and Fallout Three where everything seems fine, immediately I knew it was going to be something awful and terrible, and I was so looking forward to finding out what it was. Uh, <laughs> you know, because because they handled it, and it's still, it's still a humorous way, but it's more of a dry humor. It's more of um, I guess it's more of a it's more of like a northeast you know humor uh, uh, in terms of geography. Uh, you know where the, where the game was set, and I and and that to me was why it was okay that it had a different tone than the other Fallout games, right? Because the sure. other Fallout games are always set on the West Coast, mm-hmm. and New Vegas clearly that's you know closer to the West Coast than than the East Coast, and so this so the so Fallout Three was more of a you know DC Baltimore you know kind of kind of feel grittiness to it that that um, that felt more right for the setting, I guess. Um, and I, so I'm very curious what's going on with Fallout Four because it looks very brightly colored. Mm-hmm. Uh, compared to compared to three, and um, and I know it takes place in Boston, and I've been to Boston, and it's not it's not really that colorful of a city when it's <laughs> not after the apocalypse. So so I'm I'm curious to see where they're going to go with that, and 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 try and match the tone up with with something that feels appropriate for the uh, uh, for that specific setting, but still in the Fallout the Fallout universe. Very cool. Now we we have already we're like three minutes into this podcast, and we are already <laughs> terribly diverged off of the uh, the topic at hand. And I I take full blame for that being the host. Yeah. No. Um, whatever, so... man. I mean, E three ha- E three happened. And, it did. Like, and like you, some you know, I, immediately I felt the need to mention Fallout Four because that was the most exciting thing about E three to me was yes, this 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 is what I want. Can you yes. can you can you put this in a bag or or some form of syringe I can inject into my arm because <laughs> uh, I would do that, you know. And uh, but yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that that sounds dangerous. You should be careful. Yeah, with yeah, that, yeah. But, well, uh, it is Fallout, so I think it's it's supposed to be dangerous. You know, yeah. we'll call it a, we'll call it a stim pack That's, uh... Uh, to keep it to keep it within canon. Sure, sure. That, oh, yeah. That's what they didn't tell you was part of that uh, Pip-Boy special edition. There's actually a needle in there that when you play Fallout on your, your iPhone in the Pip-Boy, it just injects Fallout directly into you. Yeah, 
Well, this is this is, and it's oh, and, and this is a reason that I'm a little upset that I'm I'm more of an Android guy. I didn't get Fallout Shelter right away, and I really wanted oh. it right away. Uh, but it's fine. It's they're saying it's coming to uh, to Android, and and I realized that after they made the announcement, I actually know some people who worked on Fallout Four, or no, I should say, not you know, I knew at some point. I still know. Um, so so and they couldn't tell me. You know, they, they're not allowed to say what they're working on at all. Sure. They're very they're very secretive about that. And uh, so when I found out what it was, you know, I, I hit him up on Facebook and called him all sorts of awful names <laughs> for not for not telling me that that he was that's what he was working on yeah um and uh then congratulated him on you know doing an awesome game launch at uh, at e3 so awesome, awesome. Well, <laughs> anyway now let's get back on topic <laughs> i have all the fallout out of my system for now that's, yeah. that's good yeah. that's good uh, it, it's, it'll just build up and you'll have to get it out of your system at some other point in time because that's what fallout does to people but, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. But it, it's. I'm yeah. glad. I'm yeah. glad we were able to use this as a, a catharsis here. Yes. Um, yes. So yes. Fan- it was a very positive experience for me already. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, uh, you, you work at uh, Pixel Metal, and you guys are working on a video game called Sombrero. And before we actually get into that game, let's talk a little bit about uh, what you actually do on the game. Um, I, I do pretty much everything but the uh, the music. Okay. Nice. Um, so, so I'm doing all the all the art, all the all the sound effects, uh, all the uh, all the development. That's that's a lot a, of stuff to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's taken a really long time, <laughs> but it's uh, you know, it's fun though. It's fun. It's a good. It's a good thing to do after after my day job and come home and to sort of make stuff that that I like. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, how many people are actually on the the team working on this? Is it is it just you or uh, it's else? me and uh, and the musician named uh, uh, Nathaniel Chambers, who's worked on a couple a couple indie games, um, and, I, and I met him at at some some uh, like bar networking thing, you know, a few years ago now, and uh, and we sort of hit it off and stayed in touch, and uh, so so when I needed someone to do a uh, spaghetti western style soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not knowing anyone who's ever done that before, he was he was the first person I called because he's really good at, at jumping styles and sort of sort of nailed the the tone right away. The, the you know the, the the theme song in the at the menu of of the game was basically the first thing he sent me, and my only reaction was like, "Yep, okay, good." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have no I have no feedback for you other than you exactly set out to do what I asked you to do in an awesome way. So you know, good job. <laughs> do you want to do more of that? You know, maybe another few tracks for the rest of the game, and you know. Went, sort of, sort of went from there, and then there's uh, there's Scott who you talk to, who's my, uh, I guess I should refer to him in a nice way. Uh, he's my, <laughs> I'd like to refer to him as my PR shill, okay. uh, <laughs> like, but not in a negative way, in a sort of jokingly way. He's my, he's, but he's my, yeah, he's my my PR rep that that goes out and um, and gets in touch with, uh, with 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 folks like you, so I can I can spend some more time working on the game and uh, uh, and spend maybe more time than I should on on Twitter. <laughs> this is not a healthy thing at all. Twitter. No, it's it's not. No, it's, it's horrible. It's terrible. It's, terrible. it's a horrible place. Yeah. And everyone there's a monster. It's just sort of what's going on. <laughs> yeah, the, I think the thing that I, I've come to hate the most about Twitter is that when when I make a random comment, that's the one that gets like responded to by people. But then when right. I have like a genuine question, like it just sits yeah. there and dies. It's like I um, should expect that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you want you want you want information? I can't get outraged about that. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. 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 But it's uh, but it's been a good way, e- even though it, it can be sort of 
not the best place all the time. It's a good it's a good way to reach out to you know potential potential fans and sure. um, you know to sort of chat with people and uh, you know as I as I send out demos to to more and more people getting getting feedback and and of course you know talking with other other uh, other smaller devs that's that's probably the best mm-hmm. thing uh, other than being able to reach out to the people who <laughs> might not actually give me money for the game basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah awesome yeah well uh you mentioned that this is is kind of your your nighttime job what what do you do to i guess make money so that you can do this uh, so I, uh, until recently, I worked in uh, more. I should say more directly in uh, advertising and, and marketing, which I've done for about uh, 17 years, I guess now. Maybe, oh, maybe 18, because uh, I'm getting old. And uh, <laughs> and um, for 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 a lot of consumer stuff, like uh, you know, mobile phones and, and some some Google stuff and, and some other sort of fun tech nerdy stuff, because that's the kind of stuff I like to do. Uh, advertising and marketing for because it's the stuff that that I'm into. Okay, very cool. Now, how long have you actually been working on uh, Sombrero? I have been working on Sombrero since November uh, 2013. Okay, that's yeah. That that doesn't seem as bad as when you said it's been <laughs> on a long time. I always think of yeah. when I hear of a one man studio, like I always think of Dust and Elysian Tale, that yeah, game that was yeah. coming out for 360 for like six years like that (laughs) like i remember that being an early announced like xbla title and then it launches in like what 2012 or something so uh that that's not that's not so bad yeah Yeah, i guess that's true i'll take i'll i'll take that that's good i'll think of it that way but uh i I had planned on 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 finishing it up in about uh you know maybe maybe a year and a half or so but it's looking like it's going to go Let's go a little bit longer. I'm in the, in the final stretch now. You know, it's it's I sort of done the kind of polish I want to do. So it's mm-hmm. um, it's all content creation at this point. Doing more art, maybe adding a few more power ups, that kind of thing. Uh, maybe working on the 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 balance of the power ups a little bit more. Um, okay. Because I like to, I mean, because because I, I work on it at home, you know, more or less by myself, and and send it out to you know the friends and some some let's players kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I go to a lot of. Uh, I go to a lot of local sort of playtesting events, and because um, that, that's that's the best way for me to get get feedback from other people. Again, people who might actually give me money for it. So I want to make sure that it's something that that appeals to them while 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 still sort of having the kind of the kind of personality that I wanted to have. Sure, sure. That is is really cool. Now, how did you actually? get to the point uh, to kind of make your own game? Uh, did you go to school for programming, game design? Like, how did you get to, to where you are that you're actually making a game? Uh, yeah, so there wasn't really any kind of game design programs when I was in college uh, at all. Uh, I, I went to college for computer animation. My, my <laughs> initial goal was to go do uh, movie visual effects kind of stuff. Um, and I just sort of ended up going a different, a different direction, mostly because of the whole uh, dot com boom, you know, back in the the late nineties, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I never meant to go into advertising, marketing kind of stuff, but ended up there because those were the kind of people who were willing to pay me money to do, you know, websites and and uh, uh, some inter- you know other interactive kind of stuff. Back back then, it would have been uh, interactive CD ROM kind of kind of projects uh, to really to really completely date myself <laughs> uh, you know I remember graphic design classes in high school where we cut things out by hand with an exacto knife 
uh, to print where you, things. Where you literally <laughs> cut and paste things. Yeah, we literally <laughs> cut and paste things, and I, and, and, I, and I ended up, because I one of the things I did do when I was in high school is I interned at a local, what we would now call indie game studio, um, that back then was, you know, shareware developer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's how I got exposure to stuff like, like Photoshop and, um, more, you know, the more common programs for doing, for doing game stuff and to sort of design and, and, you know, art, art, digital art in general. And, um, so, so in my, in my senior year or my junior year, I can't remember which of high school, I'm teaching my graphic design teacher how to use Photoshop so that he could teach it to the next semester's kids, <laughs> uh, which is fine, you know. I, I enjoy doing that, and uh, and and I actually ended up teaching Photoshop at a, you know, a couple of universities for for a few years, along with a bunch of other you know interactive design mm-hmm. uh, art, art art programs. Uh, but I was always on the on the art side, always on the design side, and this for, from a young age had a bit of a um, an interest in, in the development stuff too. Uh, and then you know this this this. Uh, uh, T- taking a step back from kind of the the work I was doing and deciding I you know for for a living and deciding that I just wanted to just do this just to, as a good outlet um, you know that that ended up just getting really out of hand <laughs> basically <laughs> and becoming a much bigger project than I had intended it intended for it to be uh, uh, and, and and here we are now where I've learned to not you know I'm not like super awesome developer but I've gotten pretty good at it and. Over the, over the past couple of years, and it sort of reminded me of the stuff I did when I was a kid, and had you know a monochrome green and black <laughs> 286 uh, computer, and then you know messing around in in GW Basic or something like that. You know the disc that came with the computer that was that basic programming language back then. Um, it's amazingly not that different now, really. Development. Mm-hmm. It's just you know it's it's that, but more of that <laughs> sort of. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it does all this and lots more. So if you if you have a decent a decent basis, it it was it was a good uh, um, uh, it was nice to get back into. I guess just sort of being able to to build stuff in that kind of way again. Nice, very nice. Now, so for for somebody that doesn't know what Sombrero is, what I guess give me the the elevator pitch. What is this game? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a spaghetti western themed couch multiplayer. Um, right now, I'm working on it for for Windows, OS X, and hopefully Linux. That one's being a little weird right now. Um, and then after that, probably uh, Xbox One looks like it'll be the next uh, the next big big platform to hit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no internet multiplayer. Strictly strictly local, and that's why I call it couch multiplayer instead of just saying local multiplayer it's no this is this is the kind of game you need to sit next to the person you're playing so that you can you know properly yell at each other face to face that is the best way to play multiplayer games that's yeah, why yeah. that's why i basically exclusively play single player stuff now because unless there's somebody there to yell at or you know it's something else um then there, there's just no reason to play like you i don't yeah. know it's when you remove yeah. that wall and it's not a person that you know like it, it becomes much more of a competition and less just fun. Well, I would say it become it could become less of a friendly competition. You know, yeah, you, you yeah, I, I guess that's it should still be a competition even if you know the person. But, sure. but it can be more friendly. It's not about who's who's better than the other person. It's about sort of having fun together and you know hanging out more than anything. At least I think that's what it is. I, <laughs> and, hey, and, I, and I do the same thing. I, I play a lot of single player games. You know, that's why I'm a big fan of a game like Fallout. 
um, is that I, I can I can play that and enjoy that by myself. And then when I do have the chance to get together with friends or go to you know a local demo night or go to a game convention, whatever, you know, then I get to like have have fun with a group of people. And in that in that setting, to me, it makes more it makes more sense to play multiplayer. But I do also like Titanfall. <laughs> at the same time, and I hated Call of Duty, but I, but I had a lot of fun with Titanfall. Which okay, it's probably due to uh, the giant twenty, yeah, the twenty-five foot tall robots that punch things. Uh, yeah, no, t- t- yeah, it tickles the you know the eight-year-old in me, <laughs> and um, and, I, and 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 Left 4 Dead also, uh, you know, Left 4 Dead two more than Left 4 Dead one probably, but okay. I, I spent way too much time with that. But that for something that's more cooperative like that, I just always like to play the the cooperative, not really the so much the the competitive modes mm-hmm. in that. Um, that that kind of thing feels like it might be okay to not next, necessarily be next to each other because you can sort of go off on your own and help each other out in different in different ways. So it, and so it's 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 a, it's a less competitive thing. So I, I'm happier playing that kind of game online. Titanfall is sort of a weird thing that I just ended up on, probably because of the giant robots. Sure, that giant robots will do that to you. And, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's sort of my feeling. On it. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, it's got the the. Um, couch multiplayer. Is there any sort of uh, bot mode or single player thing for people that I guess want to get better at it, but don't have people immediately around to play with? Yeah, there's going to be a a training mode. Uh, not not full on bots in the sense that they'll jump around on the platforms uh, uh, and chase after you and all that kind of stuff because that's really really hard to do <laughs> uh, uh, development wise. I mean, that's that's people people don't understand. I think uh, if they're if they just play the game, even if it's a simple two D game, that that's very very hard to get it to get a character basically to have a human brain to run around and feel and feel competitive. So what I'm doing is, is in the training mode is not bots, but more more platformer style enemies. Okay. Um, that that will have uh, uh, you know the, like like most platformers they'll all be they'll all be slightly different. Uh, however many there ends up being, I'm not really sure. I think I have three or four in there right now, and that's starting to feel like the right amount for for a training mode. Okay. Um, you know, and they'll and they'll sort of hit upon you know their behaviors will sort of hit upon different aspects of the gameplay to help you get better at those at those aspects. You know, some will. Maybe some will pick up power-ups and will shoot at you with them, uh, which can really change the way the game plays if someone has a has a, a one of the a, you know certain power-ups in certain stages kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know maybe others will always aim for the stuff that explodes or or the breakable platforms to make you understand that you have to watch out for them and, and you know uh, uh, and how to deal with that kind of stuff in in what's what's fairly faced, uh, uh, fast-paced gameplay as opposed to. So, or say, as compared to something like uh, like a tower fall, which can be a lot of fun, but has a bit of a slower pace to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I, I I noticed the all of the exploding platforms on there, and I, I I would if I was playing the game, I would probably shoot at anything that said TNT on it. Right, uh, right. Just make that my strategy. <laughs> and on some stages, that'll that'll work fine. You know, on, on the stages with the uh, the graveyard stage that I'm actually in, in, sort of in the middle of redesigning right now. Uh, you know, you blow up the TNT there, and it leaves these giant holes in the platform. But on the other mm-hmm. stages, they don't really have as much of an effect. And gotcha. on the um, uh, the sort of weird Mayan temple stage with a giant UFO in the background, uh, that uh, that stage, you know, when the 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 platforms are stone, you know, quote unquote stone. And and mm-hmm. uh, uh, so when you shoot at those around those platforms, unlike some of the other platforms that the bullets will go through, it'll bounce off of those. And you can end up killing yourself if you're not careful, and you just end up shooting at TNT. Uh, so, so there's there's a sort of a balance to it because all the all the players play, or all the characters play the same, and it's more about this which character you like the best. Um, 
the 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 gameplay sort of defined by each, the 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 stages more so than the individual characters and in a way that I hopefully or uh, uh, I really hope it does. <laughs> this is I'm sort of hedging my bets on this that 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 provides a kind of gameplay that people just want to get better and better at. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of worrying about leveling up, instead of worrying about which character plays best against which character, just pick the character that you like and and get good at it, and that's how you win. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> that seems to be the reaction so far. But I'm still, I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm still trying trying to be as as realistic about it as I as I possibly can. Someone out sure. there is going to end up hating it, <laughs> and I hope there's more people that like it than people that hate it. So absolutely, you know. absolutely. <laughs> um, so you know, watching you know videos of it and stuff like that, it it, it seems to have a have a very strong kind of Super Smash Brothers vibe. I guess you know that would, that would be the example that most people would know for a kind of party multiplayer platform game like this. Um, but I feel like a, a lot of games that have uh, that have tried to do the Smash Brothers thing haven't really succeeded. So I, I guess where where does this really differentiate from that, and, and what makes this unique? Uh, well, it definitely de- plays different than. Than some of the other uh, uh, local multiplayer games that that have been coming out recently. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a twin stick shooter you can jump in, and and none of the other none of the other games really really play like that. You know, it's you move okay, with the left a, you move with the left analog then? stick. You yeah, what's that? How do you jump then? Uh, we'll say so. The left stick uh, moves you around. The right yeah. stick will shoot in whatever direction you push in. And any of the shoulder buttons, you know, um, that that's what will let you jump. So it's okay. Know, Pick whichever one you like, and it sounds weird to talk about. Most people would expect it to be, you know, the A button or the or the X button or whatever well, tri- triangle square on PS3. Except that you never want to let go of the right thumbstick. Exactly, and that yeah. was my, and that's exactly why I did it that way. And for a while, for a couple builds that I was testing, I added the ability to jump because like, people kept asking me to add it. I added the ability to jump with either the A or the X button, and then people started complaining that they could do that because it got confusing because they had to take their thumb off of the stick. Sure. So it's like, it's like, haha, I'm right. I, I proved that. <laughs> I've, I've, I've proved that I'm right. You know, now, you know, now just pick whatever of the four <laughs> buttons on top of the controller you you want to use. And and it sounds a little strange when you when you talk about it, uh, but when you when you play it, it ends up uh, it ends up feeling I hope very very natural. People seem to pick it up after a match or two, uh, pretty quickly because it, it it does play a little bit differently in in that sense. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I would compare it more to a Smash Brothers style. Multiplayer game than a than a than a Towerfall or a, a what's it called a Samurai Gun kind of kind of local multiplayer. It's uh it's it's meant to sort of have that that same feeling that that Smash Brothers has where it's it's um kind of a controlled chaos. Mm-hmm. Is how is how I would describe the gameplay in in Smash Brothers. Uh, and and to me that kind of gameplay is more can be more fun and and more engaging. It's sort of you need to pay attention. You know you can't depend upon just the special moves of the character, because other things will happen in the stage. You know, there's there's power ups that show up that can give people an advantage, and so on and so forth. Uh, which there's other some of those other local multiplayer games, I think maybe don't don't go as deep into as I'm as I'm trying to to go into. I guess. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And uh, and I'm trying to uh, provide a number of different gameplay modes. So there's there's the <clears throat> there's a sort of default loot mode. Um, where you run around, you grab bags of money, and there's campsites. And if you capture the campsites, you know you sort of stand in front of them to capture them. 
uh, in a you know sort of two D cartoony platformer kind of way. You just stand there and now it's yours. Uh, you know they, they they give a, a a score multiplier for the money that you pick up. So in that mode, it's really about whoever whoever gets the most money at the end of the match wins. Okay, uh, so are, are you depositing the money at the campsites or no? No, they just it just sort of acts as a score multiplier because because okay. the game is so fast paced. I didn't want to at least this game mode is so fast paced. I didn't want to to um, to to bring in that kind of capture the flag aspect, mm-hmm. I guess, because uh, that's that's a separate that's a completely separate game mode. There's a, there's okay. a capture there's a capture the flag too, where you don't run around and get the money, and it's more of the traditional capture the flag, but in but in two D kind of thing. Gotcha. <clears throat> and um, and then there's a death match, of course, because everybody wants death match. Sure. <laughs> and then there's a uh, another one that right now I'm calling banditos, and the description I have in the game is uh, uh you know. Whoever holds the golden monkey skull the longest wins, <laughs> because you know it's one of those things where that doesn't make any sense. How is that a game? And uh, but the the idea is you know you uh, you you pick it up. Everyone chases after you to get it back because yeah. you have it. You know you have a you have a different weapon that you can defend yourself a bit better with instead of the default the okay. default pistol. But they can you know get power ups that you can't get. Okay. Uh, so so, so it becomes- it's it's kind of like uh, was it um, oddball from Halo. Uh, I have not played that because I don't okay. play a lot of multiplayer like that. I used to play a lot about, of Halo. Yeah. Go back like 15 years, and I played a lot of <laughs> Halo. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, I've, I've uh, bought every one, but I'm that I'm that weirdo that I, I play through the single player mode. Oh, that that was I my like, favorite. I like, like that's good. Well, especially yeah. in Halo One because the Halo One yeah. Holy, Halo One was a just flat out awesome game, and yeah, it was. Then it took this weird multiplayer turn, and then I think. Uh, I think three four three sort of redeemed the franchise, and in my eyes, with Halo Four, even though I know a lot of hardcore fans of the series weren't big fans of it, I thought, you know, in a single player game, it was more, it was a more engaging, a more engaging game. We're not going to get started on that. Let's get back to your game. It's so easy to get off topic when talking about video games. It's yeah, it seems like I'm going out of my way to to not talk about my game. Uh, I'm sure. But anyway, I'm, I'm sure Scott's going to most... yell at me about it. But, uh, but yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, you got the the capture of the golden monkey skull. skull. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course the the training mode. So there's there's five different modes. Okay. Uh, out of the box, and then after release, which hopefully won't be uh, too too long in the future, it's going to be going up on Greenlight on Steam. I think very very soon, if not next week, the week after. Okay. Um, and uh, I, just, I have to finish the trailer for it, and that's that's it. That's all I have to do. So I just need to get some more gameplay footage to, to finish that off. And um, gotcha. and uh, and yeah, yeah. So after after the releases, the initial release, I want to go back and make sure I add more more content to it. And one of the things I want to add is uh, is a, a custom mode so that people can can mix and match the the different gameplay styles to, okay. sort, of, to sort of you know roll their own. Uh, hopefully, I'll get it in there for the initial release. But if not, it'll definitely be in in the first batch of a batch of DLC I do. And before like any listeners freak out at something like that, it's it's all going to be free. It's all free DLC. Uh, so I'm, I want to take the uh, the Valve approach to that, where you just keep keep building upon the game as long as people keep playing it. Sure. Uh, kind of like they did with Left 4 Dead 2. Um, you know, add add more stages, add more characters. There's uh, I have a list of, of characters from other indie games that'll that'll be uh, sort of making I guess let's call them cameos, but that'll be available as, as player characters in the game. Okay. Uh, ho- hopefully, some of the bigger names will come back and say yes that I've talked to about it. Uh, so far, I've talked to you know people I've met at events that have games that I think are that I think are cool. Um, and that uh, is there anybody that you you know is as far as 
like they've said yes it will be in the game may not have necessarily made that character yet but is there, is there anybody that you know is going to yeah, be in there yeah uh yeah right now right now um who's in there right now there's three in there right now from other games one is is a character called Peep that's uh people might not recognize the character name but the guy making the game uh Treasure Adventure World got Got a bunch of press a few years back on on all the uh, on all the big game sites for a game called Treasure Adventure Game that he built uh, that was sort of this pixel art thing and mm-hmm. uh, went back and did a Kickstarter and is now making this like, absolutely beautiful sort of HD version of it with with really high res art and great art style and and really expanding upon the uh, the story and so I met him at one of these events after after playing the game thinking hey this is a cool this is a cool game you know I've been thinking about reaching out to people about cutting. Putting, putting some cool characters in. And this sort of is like a nice cross-promotional thing. Um, and he was totally into it, and, and so ended up, we ended up doing that. Uh, and, I, and I even hired his, his art director, uh, this, this, uh, this woman named Christine Crossley, to do some promo art for Sabrero because her illustration style was just, just awesome. It was just, just really beautiful. And uh, so that ended up being, being good. And there's a few others. Um, that's the that's the biggest one I can think of right now that I can that I can say. Okay. Uh, some of the other, some of the other people I need to get sort of more official sign off on. It's been it's been a yeah that's a cool idea. I need to spend some more time with the game, kind of thing to see if it fits. Sure. Um, there's 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 yeah there's a couple indie games I, I'll be very much looking forward to throwing their characters in because they're characters people know and, and might enjoy playing and sort of yeah. are, are the right the right kind of kind of outlandish for the the jokey tone that I'm mm-hmm. that I'm going for you know it's it's not meant to be a very super serious game it's it's super cartoony and you know giant ex- cartoony explosions and the Wilhelm scream happens when some of the character die some of the characters die and that kind of <laughs> it has more of that kind of attitude than a you know very serious game it's more of a this is a pick up play with your friends have a good time Right, joke around, uh, enjoy enjoy the sort of cartooniness of it. Very nice. Now you mentioned that um, that there's not a lot of differences between the the characters. Is there? I mean, is it, is it mostly just a, a cosmetic thing, or uh, what? What are kind of the different characters allow you, to, or what do they allow you to do? <clears throat> yeah. So um, when I, when I say they're they're all kind of the same, I mean, they, they just it, it's it's entirely cosmetic. Okay. Uh, they, they all control the same. They all play the same. They're all more or less the same size. Um, yeah, they all have the same size hitbox just to keep things to keep things fair. Because sure. uh, what I what I wanted to do is just, it just get a bunch of characters in that sort of fall under that that you know the spaghetti western kind of kind of tropes. You know, you have the sort of Clint Eastwood type character and the you know the typical bad guys that would appear in that kind of movie. Um, and then, and then other as the more I worked on it, other other random characters kind of kind of sort of sneaking in, like the like the sort of tentacle alien that that ended up there, uh, named Jim from Jim from Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> uh, the idea is that the the UFO in the in the uh, in the background of the one stage is like his crashed UFO. Uh, and and then there's a there's a there's a there's a girl whose name is a font joke uh, because I'm a, because I'm a designer. Like this is funny and no one will get it, but designers who who know font stuff. Uh, but yeah, there, there, she's like a space cop, you know, in a in the big sort of '50s, you know, Duck Dodgers, Warner Brothers, cartoon bubble helmet kind of thing, and you know, and nice. stuff like that starts sneaking. And there's a zombie, you know, zombie gambler, and um, that's what specific else? zombie gambler. Zombie gambler, yes. Yeah. Right. So, well, so I could hang a sign on his neck that said "cheat," 
because uh, that, that was that was something that pops up a bunch in, and that's sort that's sort of spaghetti western stuff. You know, you always see this is this is how you know this is a badass town where you you know you, you don't get away with with nothing. Is they show the guy like leaned up in front of the saloon in a coffin with a sign around his neck that says "cheat" on it, like that kind of thing. <laughs> so, you know, so it's so it's little callbacks to to stuff like that. Because um, I'm just a big I'm a big spaghetti western fan. I I get a, I get a huge kick out of how this sort of ridiculously overly dramatic it all is, and and it's, it's so it's mm-hmm. so different from uh, from an American western, uh, you know, the John Wayne style style western where it's you know America frontier kind of stuff. It's right. no, these are this is you know. Not clearly not what it was really like spaghetti westerns, but are, are a bit closer to the to the truth I think than uh, than the the more um, uh, you know sort of golden view of the uh, of the wild west. It's, no, it's sure. actually it's actually a pretty rough place. <laughs> and, you know, it's it, that that sort of has, a, has an appeal to it, and um, uh, and yeah, yeah, you know, there's a reason that people like Quentin Tarantino go make movies like Django Unchained that are straight up spaghetti westerns. Right, uh, and everyone praises. Oh, what a cool movie! This is so different and new. It's yeah, it's there's like five other Django movies you should go watch <laughs> that were made before Quentin Tarantino was born. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like don't get me wrong, that was a fun movie. You know, I got it. I got, I enjoyed it uh, for what it was, and um, you know, I I would hope things like that would would uh, uh, ex- uh, increase people's desire to go sort of see the source of. Where those kind of things come from, that kind of that kind of vibe that that movie had, but they don't. Mm-hmm. So I'm just throwing it into a video game, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like hitting on hitting on everyone. You know, you have the the local, uh, you know, the local town preacher and the uh, you know the sheriff, and, and so I made them both the same character. His name is Sheriff Padre, you know, which is just Sheriff Father, and uh, you know, this again, like sort of taking taking the piss out of it a little bit, just to. You know, so everyone everyone gets the tropes of spaghetti westerns, even if they don't watch them. Um, mm-hmm. And and so so doing something like that, this was sort of seemed like fun to me because I don't really see a lot of that. Uh, and like I said, I like spaghetti westerns. So sure, nice, very nice. Uh, you mentioned that um, at least with the uh, the the golden monkey skull mode, that it, you'll have a different weapon, different than the. Uh, the pistol that you start off with, and you've mentioned power-ups. How does the the kind of weapon system work? Are the power-ups just temporary? Are you picking up different types of weapons and, and kind of dropping your pistol? Do you, can you have multiple weapons at a time? What what's what's going on there? Yeah. So the the default pistol, or the, the the pistol is your default weapon. So if you run out of ammo for any other weapon, it, it automatically goes back to that. Okay. Um, the the way the power-ups work right now, and I'm still I'm still adding some stuff to it. Um, but this is this is how more or less how the weapon power ups will work is that ra- you know ran- randomly spawning power ups appear at, at mm-hmm. uh, semi random places around the stage, uh, and I think right now right now there's a shotgun, there's a sort of Gatling gun, you know the old west version of a machine gun, um, there's a cannonball, uh, just because that was fun because it, uh, it it'll go through all the breakable platforms. It won't stop when it hits a platform, so it just sort of tears through a stage and destroys everything. So that can be a lot of fun, you know, in, in a kind of destructive way to just screw everyone else over, <laughs> uh, you know, but in a friendly way, in a friendly way. And um, uh, there's TNT that'll, that'll blow holes in things and, and have a sort of a bigger explosion radius than... Uh, than the other weapons do, and of course, because there's an alien in the game, I put an alien pistol that shoots out that sort of '50s style ring. Nice. Um, and uh, and there'll be a few more in there. I'm adding, I think, another two before release. Another two weapon power-ups, 
and then there will be a um, uh, an invincibility power up, a, uh, a shield that is sort of invincibility, but but bullets will bounce off of you, so people can if people aren't paying attention, they can end up shooting themselves by shooting at you. Uh, there's sort of there's a high jump because the the stages are much larger than the stages in something like uh, like a tower fall or or even even a lot of the stages in, in Smash Brothers. So to be able to jump to the other end of the stage to get to something faster than someone else can be can be a handy thing to have. Uh, and then the power ups, uh, you lose them when you die and they're and they're all ammo limited. Um, okay. to keep to keep things a little bit more fair because if someone has the machine gun they can just <laughs> rip through everybody if if uh, if there's no ammo limit. Uh, so you know, there's a twenty or thirty shot limit, which which doesn't sound like a lot, but ends up being a lot in in this style game. Mm-hmm. Nice, very nice. Uh, you mentioned that it's coming to uh, PC and Mac. Uh, you're hoping Linux at, at launch. Yeah, uh, definitely, that... definitely Windows and and OS X at, at at launch. I'm 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 hoping for for Linux, but because there's so many different versions of it out there i need to mm-hmm. i need to do a, a bit more looking into which are the 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 sort of you know flavors that i should really be really be looking at because it's it's mm-hmm. one of those situations where it's it's absolutely impossible to support them all out of the box at the same time at launch because it's um you know building doing a windows build has a certain level of complication doing an os x build has a certain level of complication and then doing a linux build has the complication of like 500 platforms, so so I need to be I need to pick and choose more, and um, so that's why I, that's why I'm sort of waffling on it a little bit. I hopefully Linux will be out at launch, but uh, worst comes to worst, it'll be Windows and an OS X. Okay. Nice. Nice. And oh, uh, and, that- and and uh, and Steam OS is probably going to be if I do go Linux, Steam OS will be the first flavor of Linux that I that I support. Okay. That that would make sense. Uh, you mentioned that it shouldn't be too much longer, but do you have any uh, any sort of hope or any kind of you know idea of when the the game might be coming out? Um, August September would be awesome. Okay, <laughs> but, but I don't know. Uh, I, initially, I thought the beginning of the year, and uh, that that didn't happen just because I, I expanded the scope of the game. It wasn't it wasn't initially planned to have all those different game modes, uh, okay. or sort of take on the scale that it has with as many characters as it has, and sort of the, the the way the the look of it went got a little bit different from where I initially started so I ended up going back and redoing a lot of the art uh but um September October probably more realistically but I'm, I'm hoping okay. August August September uh somewhere you know end of August beginning of September I don't I don't want to get too close to the, the you know the AAA window towards the end of the year uh where where it'll just get buried uh just in in sales on on Steam and, and pretty much everywhere and mm-hmm. uh, and then I'll, I'll be at events between now and then. Uh, I'm going to be at, at Oticon in another month or so in in Baltimore. Uh, I'll have a booth there and a couple you know couple uh, uh, couple builds of the game for people to try out. Hopefully, I'll have a Windows build and an OSX build there, so I can so I can get some feedback from people and, and make sure it's running well on on both platforms uh, in, in the kind of setting that people would play it in. You know, not just a testing setting, but a you know random people playing it together kind of thing. Right, and, and and do test that optimization because, as we've seen from Batman, they will justify yeah. you. Yeah, if, oh, they uh... will. They will. Well, especially with a with a game like that, and and what its cost is. I'm going for a much lower price point. You know, I'm going for <laughs> probably somewhere between twelve, 12 and fifteen bucks, and that's with okay. 
you know, and that's with launching with, with five stages and 20 characters and 10 power-ups, and then the idea is to keep adding, you know, more stages and all that stuff, like I said, at, at, at no other cost. So hopefully people will think that's, that's reasonable. And of course, we'll do the Steam sale, the, the Steam sale and all that kind of, that kind of uh, promotional stuff that, that gets people to buy games. Um, it does. To try it's them out terrible. more. I hate yeah. It. It's awful. <laughs> well, I realized, I mean, you know, looking at the Steam sale this year, that <clears throat> that I went and saw stuff that was on sale that I had bought last year and never played, and then, <laughs> and it reminded me to go back and it reminded me to go, to go back and play a lot of that stuff, um, and, and and by doing so stopped me from spending a lot of money this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only thing I don't even did I buy anything this time? I don't even know if I bought anything on the Steam sale yet. Actually, I- I, I think, think I bought. Last... Uh, oh, I bought Duck Game, and I bought. I bought some other local multiplayer game too that <clears throat> that someone told me I would like. Okay. Yeah. For for the I think it's almost the last year I have actually not bought anything on the Steam sales because I basically bought everything that I wanted to get, and then for some reason, this uh, this one got me again. Oh man, it got me. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, I know what, what I happens. bought. I bought the uh, I bought the the Metro Redo pack. Oh, that's Metro so 23, good. Metro twenty three, twenty thirty three, and that because I played the second one first, uh, mm-hmm. Last Light first, uh, whenever that came out, and uh, was completely blown away by it. You know, when people when people say that that oh, we really want Half Life three, it's like well, no, Half Life three has already been released, and it's called Metro Last Light, uh, <laughs> and. and, and and people didn't understand that. They like, "What are you talking about? Someone else made this." That the other thing. I was like, "No, this is this is exactly what it would be if it came out. This is this is exactly what the setting would feel like based on the sort of the way the story is gone, unless they just reset time again, like Valve likes to do." Sure. Um, but so that so that was I took that. You know, so I don't even think about Half Life Three anymore. If I think about Half Life Three, I go play <laughs> Metro Half. I go play Metro Last Life or Last Light. Uh, but now, but now with the redo, I've been playing through the first one, which I played a little bit through. And and now with the you know it was such a good sale I had to I had to actually yeah. buy it not just play my and the movie. the changes that they made from the uh, to kind of up it to the 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 refinedness that um, Last Light had it just twenty thirty three is is fantastic game yeah yeah and that's and that that's sort of the, the the feel I get from it too you know I I, <clears throat> I initially played it on PC and it felt different than the the, the redo and the redo is mm-hmm. definitely is a much more polished game mm-hmm. um, just in terms of the way it plays you know not just the way that it that it looks indeed off topic again yep uh, again <laughs> again it, it happens man it's you know usually usually people start talking about games especially in interviews that I don't either know anything about or I just you know it's it's not my type of game so I, I'm gonna blame this on you. You've you've been talking about games I want to talk about, and it's gotten us off topic. So, oh, that's um. fine. I can talk about <laughs> I can talk about I can talk about super arty, arty, uh, arty games that nobody buys. If you want me to, <laughs> but I don't see much point in doing that because those kind of games are are the kind of games that I that I think are fun. You know, I think we're on the same page in terms of of the kind of stuff we that we like. Sure. Uh, although the real test is, well, how do you feel about Super Meat Boy? I love it. Okay, there you go. See, so that, there Absolutely you go. Love it. Small, small, actually, small, good arty game, right? Uh, oh yeah, fan, fantastic. It's uh, pixel yeah. arty, sure, um, but not really. I mean, it's uh, yeah, Super Meat Boy is great. I actually uh, picked up Ori in the Blind Forest on the Steam sale. Yeah, and, what do you uh, think? I, I, oh, I, I've been sort of on the fence about it. That's that's good. It's it's really good. But uh, we'll we'll talk about that after the podcast. Is over. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to take up any more time. Yeah. With that. Yeah, cool. Um, no worries. <laughs> well, uh, let's jump into the um, uh, the uh, the end game here, 
and uh, you can just go wild on, on tangents and you know whatever you want to. But uh, basically, this is a, a section of the podcast where uh, it's more personal questions. It, it's um, you know it's there's no right or wrong answers, so uh, we'll we'll just get to it. And the first question is, who's your favorite video game protagonist? Oh, who's Samus Aran. Okay, nice. That's easy. I don't even need to think about that question. <laughs> the, the most that's the most badass character in all of video gamedom. By sure, far. sure. For me, <laughs> for me, it, it's just, I, I love I love the whole the whole Betrayed thing more yeah. than even more than I love Fallout, and that's saying a lot. Then I going back to Ori real quick. You're gonna you'd like Ori. It's yeah it, okay. It's, is that, it's is that on the Steam sale so I can buy it now and play it? It, it two years was from now? <laughs> it was on the Steam sale, but Steam sale's over now. Um, oh okay. See that's that's how out of touch I am with this the sale this time around. <laughs> I didn't even know. Yeah. Uh, but it is uh, it's it's a Metroidvania style game and it 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 nails it pretty well. Yeah, it's super uh, pretty. I mean, it, it's, and it is super pretty. Holy yeah. cow! What a beautiful uh, game. Uh, whoever whoever worked on this, this is like Oscar winning quality, you know, matte painting <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the only the only reason I haven't bought it yet is that I, I don't tend to agree with a lot of reviewers on things these days uh, in terms of what sure. appeals to me in a game. Um, and so there's like two reviewers whose opinions seem to fall in line with mine more often than not, okay. and one of them gave me the you know or the what what they wrote uh, or I guess what they what they video casted or whatever uh, uh, was you know sort of fun very Metroidvania ish but that the there there was something there was something lacking in the in the story but but I, I say that as I'm looking at the screenshots and getting ready to hit the add to cart button on Steam <laughs> because it's such a, because it's such a good looking game and the and the trailer even watching it silently looks awesome so it's too late I bought it that reviewer is gonna have to, I'll just have to decide after if I buy it if I if I agree I've just, I've literally just bought the game <laughs> so it's done yeah I'll find, I'll find out myself now I have influence yay. Um... So, next question is, uh, we, we flipped the coin, who is your favorite antagonist? Who's your favorite bad guy? Oh, that's that's harder. Um, there's a lot more good bad guys in games than there is good good guys. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is hard. Okay. I'm actually going to have to look at my Steam library <laughs> really quick <laughs> and just look through. And oh, I mean, Andrew, Andrew Ryan's the easy one. Mm, um, yeah. Uh, and, he, and he's barely in the game. Uh, it's right. just the 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 personality of it is so of that character is so overwhelming. Uh, it's just freaking awesome. Uh, it, more more recently, the uh, uh, what's his name, the whatever skull from uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order was a great great bad guy. Uh, uh, one uh, of Death's Head. Death's Head. Thank you, yeah. thank you. That that the way that he was done in that was just oh, you are gonna. You're gonna die so hard when, when I get to the end of this game. <laughs> um, uh, uh, more old school, though. I think I think if I had to pick out of them, I'd probably pick someone like Doctor Wily. Okay. You know? uh, because I, because I, I like um, I still you know even though I'm saying like Fallout's awesome and I like all these very dark these much darker games like like uh, the Metro series you know the the sort of lighthearted goofiness of something like the the Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Mega Man games, you know, it's, it's, it makes him stand out more, probably, as, as a more memorable uh, villain because he was just so inept at being a villain. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Now, um, the, the next question, what is a, a trend uh, that is going on in video games right now that you like and would want to see propagated more? 
Uh, I, I like the 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 idea that local multiplayer is coming back, and I think Smash Brothers is to thank for a lot of that, and it's 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 sort of popularity, and it's you know showing up in these tournaments now. Um, I, I like that a lot. It's a good excuse to to get together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also like the stuff that 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 Bethesda has been up to the last few years with uh, just making games so ridiculously moddable that you can make an entirely new game out of what they've done. Right, uh, and, and that opens up the opportunity that, that people had years ago when when Wolfenstein and Doom came out um, to to get jobs in the industry. You know, there was that guy that made what was a False Scar, the Skyrim expansion, that was an entirely new world, mm-hmm. and ended up getting you know ends up getting a job at Bethesda because he did such a good job like right. that. You know, and and, the, and there's stories of that back back when you know Doom first came out too, where you have people like Level Lord getting jobs and and working at 3D Realms on Duke Nukem 3D. You know, the the good 3D one, not not the other one. Um, <laughs> You know, it's so so it, it's it's opened up a way for for fans, not just like indie people, to grow into it, but people who are such huge fans of video games to go out, oh, and, and being such huge fans of specific video games to go out and 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 build a career for themselves just based on their love, uh, uh, being what drives them forward to build these huge huge worlds. Mm-hmm. So I think that's awesome. I think more developers need to do that. I, I I'm not cool with the trend of seeing things more and more locked down because. Uh, because the console version is more important to the bottom line for you know whatever reason, even though games will sell for a longer period on on PC, um, they want that initial hit of of of, uh, of money, <clears throat> mm-hmm. so so that they can announce the next Call of Duty sequel. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah, which will be a good a good thing to say if you ask me. The opposite is what what don't I like in, in games and I would say I'm pretty I'm pretty sick of the Call of Duty style first person that, shooters. That is indeed the next question. So <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Think, thinking ahead. You know it's, I, I I like seeing stuff um uh uh like the, the, the remake of Shadow Warrior come out that gets that sort of gets down to the roots of of a of a first person game. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and it's just about sort of non stop fast paced Fun instead of the Michael Bay style of set piece, cutscene, ten minutes of gameplay. You know, it's all very, very impressive. But, but I, I kind of wish those people making those games, if they really want to make a movie so bad, just go make a freaking movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? And, and that's and, and then people being people being willing uh, again in that genre. And I and I do actually play games besides first person shooters. These are just the easiest examples. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I also love seeing stuff like like far like. Blood Dragon come out, uh, you know. Again, completely not serious, but you know, AAA gameplay, but this sort of goofy, right. goofy feel that has that has that sort of indie feel too. It's a cheaper game, it's smaller, um, and I, I think maybe the maybe the the indie game world growing a bit uh, and, and making games that that are getting to, you know, on a smaller scale, the quality of, of these bigger AAA games. It's making some of these more forward-thinking studios. Uh, and yes, I just called Ubisoft forward-thinking. Uh, <laughs> outside of Uplay. Uh, they're fine. Um, uh, uh, you know, it's causing them to sort of look at look at doing these smaller offshoot games, uh, mm-hmm. l- like something like a Blood Dragon, and, and, and realizing that I mean they make a ton of money because people like people like it not being so serious and gritty and Space Marines. You know, they 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 want the they want you just to ham it up sometimes and and make it Michael Bean. <laughs> you know, Michael Bean, Michael Bean as voiced by Michael Bean in Blood Dragon. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's that that's good. Uh, and I also like seeing seeing a lot of the smaller places 
just 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 uh, uh, mop the. F- and this is an answer to both questions actually. So you have EA making SimCity and just just crapping the bed, and then you have City Skylines coming out. That's exactly what a AAA studio should have made as SimCity. Right. Um, and, and so this, these are you know indie indie places indie people are going to be the people to, to force the AAA people. I think in some circumstances, not all, to course correct a bit mm-hmm. and get back to you know. If you want to keep doing sequels, fine, but you really need to engage people. And you know, there's been a, a whole bunch of cities games. Some were good, some were bad, and and they listen. They listen. They fix all the problems. Um, I, I would I would love to see that happen more than Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Black Ops 12. You know, I'm done. <laughs> that was my long answer to that question. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. Well, the the next question uh, kind of diverges uh, quite a bit. And uh, if you could do any other uh, profession, ob- obviously, you know, making video games is is awesome. And you know, you're you're kind of living two dreams right now. You got your, um, uh, you know, more ad area, and you got the video games. But if you could do something else, what would you want to give a shot? Um, I would probably try and get back into either the the, the visual effects stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is what I went to school for, and I do think, still think it's fun. And uh, and here and there, when I, where I'm able to, I try to help out some, some people that that do YouTube shows and stuff, and just do cool visual effects stuff with them, uh, or or go draw comic books. Actually, which was which was my plan, I think, from elementary school through high school, until <laughs> until until I met a couple comic artists and and you know asked them like what kind of what kind of money they got paid. <laughs> it was it was just like <laughs> like no, and I'm not going to do that. No, that's hard. that's awful. I'm like I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna eat ramen noodles if people are buying me drawing super or you know Superman or something like that. It's like no, I'm just not not gonna do it. Right. Uh, you know, and that's why I start doing game stuff. You know, all like I'm doing all the art in the game, and it's it's a sort of my cartoony art style. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's that's been a good outlet to get a little bit of that itch scratched mm-hmm. is to do all this you know illustration style. Uh, uh, stuff, not comic book style, but more you know, more of a somewhere between a Warner Brothers cartoon and a Samurai Jack kind of kind of you know more simplified style. Sure, sure, very nice. All right, uh, the the penultimate question. Um, this this question has actually gone through very uh, a lot of very different versions. Okay, um, and I I kind of want to just ask all of them. But I don't know if I can remember all of them, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay, um, well, feel free to ask what you remember. So, well, I, I'm just going to simplify it down to, okay, you get a, a memo that a worldwide EMP is going to go off tomorrow. Uh-huh. And nobody's going to get hurt. You, know, you don't have to worry about that or anything. But tonight is your last night to play video games for the foreseeable future. Uh-huh. What do you play tonight? Uh, Fallout 3. Okay. Because it will be good training for what's coming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that new Mad Max game might be pretty good training too. But it's that's out, true. So. That's 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 true. Yeah, I got to look more into that. That looks like it. It could be fun, or it could just be sort of an arcadey bra- brawler. That's not very good. And I'm hoping it's it's a good it's a good arcadey brawler. But we'll see. We'll see. I hope they didn't. I hope they didn't overshoot. Sure. Because <laughs> that movie was great. That was, that was, it was yet. such a good movie. I mean, I, I went I went in with with tempered expectations as a huge Mad Max fan, mm-hmm. and walked out and being and, and just thinking, yeah, I would I would watch that again right now, because <laughs> uh, it was just so well done. Everything about it was just <clears throat> not everything. It was it was ninety eight percent perfect, and that's pretty good. 
Nice. That is that is pretty good. Um, all right, last question. Um, at the end of your life, when you come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom and Toad is there <laughs> with uh, the book of the deeds of your life, what do you want him to say to you before letting you in? Oh, man. Uh, my answer, I, I have no doubt that my answer is going to be something someone has already said because it's it's the most obvious answer. And it's that your, your princess is in another castle. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's easiest, but that's... But that's all. That's all he ever says. <laughs> that's, that, that's it. Yeah. If, if you're ever wondering, like the probably the most common answers to that is definitely <laughs> your princess is in another castle. I think Samus may be the most common uh, hero. Really? That we've heard. Yeah. I, that Samus makes me happy. Pretty common. Most common antagonist definitely Sephiroth. Um, number two is probably um, uh, I, I don't remember what his name is. Uh, Brian would be able to tell you, but he's not here. Uh, but he's he's a clown-looking dude from one of the Final Fantasy games. Oh, uh, Kefka. I, I, uh, Kefka. Okay, I haven't um, I haven't played a Final Fantasy game since Final Fantasy three on the Super Nintendo, which I guess Final, okay. Final Fantasy six. Yeah, I haven't played any of them, so it's, it's okay. Okay, they're, okay. They're I don't feel so bad. I, I tell it's... people that sometimes they're like heresy traitor <laughs> and. Uh, so once I, I played some of Final Fantasy VII, I went, oh, this is lame. I don't want to do this. Which is going to get me freaking crucified for saying that. But I, We but can edit okay. that out in that's post. Okay. Be okay. No, I don't actually care. I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not well, that worried about it. Yeah. Nick, thank you so much for, for joining me tonight and talking about Sombrero. Um, and by the way, you, you passed the, the in-game. Congratulations. I have no prizes for you. You just get to know that you passed. So. Oh, that's okay. The Good experience... Job. Um, is what yeah. I can get my reward from. <laughs> Aww. Anyway, uh, if you could just let us or let our listeners know where they can go to find out more information about Sombrero. Sure. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see the super lame uh, Pixel Metal site, go to pixelmetal.com. If you want to get to the super awesome Sombrero site, go to sombrerogame.com. Uh, it, it's also you can find me on Pixel Metal on Facebook. Um, where I where I, I do a lot of announcement stuff, um, and if you want to yell at me and tell me I'm wrong about something on Twitter, it's also Pixel Metal, because <laughs> that's what social media is for. <laughs> that is indeed. Well, thank you once again, and good luck uh, as you finish the game. Thanks, man.